Hey guys, I'm Maria and welcome to the On Your Mind podcast where no topic is off limits. If you want to stay updated with On Your Mind, why don't you follow my Instagram page at onym19. That's onym19. And are you listening to this and thinking, wow, I really want to get involved with On Your Mind? All you have to do is follow me on my Instagram page and message me on there. Hey my lovelies and welcome to another episode of On Your Mind. I'm so so excited to be um, speaking to you guys again. I am by myself again this week but oh man I have some news for you. (laughs) Um, This week I'll be discussing the Amazon rainforest fires and global warming um, because apparently my last episode was just not sad enough. Uh, For those of you that are not aware, um, the Amazon rainforest has been burning for a substantial amount of time. Um, No matter how much effort has been put into putting out the fires, obviously with the heightened temperatures and all of that sad jazz, um, it has been very difficult. Um, So that is what is going on. So I was like, oh... Let me let me just do a whole episode about the Amazon rainforest. Like, let me just focus on that. So I kind of went into it and I was like, oh, I wonder how bad global warming's getting. And oh my God, once I did the research, I... Guys, we, we are not being told everything, trust me. And um, this is what you're going to find out in this episode. I was as shocked as you guys probably are going to be. Um, and if you're not shocked, well, well done. Make sure that you're telling other people about all of this because I had no clue. <laughs> um, so about the Amazon rainforest. So all of last year, um, oh no, this year. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just reading out some facts. Okay, I'm not going to edit this because I feel like you know the the shock adds some you know, value to it, because, you know, I'm not pretending to be some expert, I am as new to this information as you guys will be, so, yeah, so, um, there have been almost 73,000 fires this year recorded in Brazil, which is an 85% increase for the whole of 2018, can you imagine, 12, mm. And it's August. Oh, I don't know. Uh, so that is a lot. Um, so basically what happens is the land is cleared and prepared for agriculture through fires. But not normally at this intensity, which is why this is such big news. Um, because it is just so intense right now that it is burning a lot of the forest down. Um so the current dry season is also contributing to the rapid spread of these fires so essentially the amazon being on fire is a direct consequence of the constant deforestation and what will happen as a result is very difficult to think about to be honest because the amazon is the world's largest rainforest and it's helping us fight our climate crisis which I kind of didn't understand because I feel like when I was at school and um, you know we were being taught about you know a carbon footprint and 
greenhouse gases and all of that. I think it just kind of went over my mind about what trees actually do. But what they do is, um, so the, the forest and the trees, it's meant to absorb the carbon. So the carbon is basically what is contributing to um, global warming. You know, when there's too much carbon, like it overheats, that's basically what happens. Um, so the trees in the Amazon contain up to 140 billion tons of carbon, which is just a lot. <laughs> Um, but when it burns, obviously all of it gets released. So even though normally it's absorbed into it, if it's just getting like, you know, uh, set on fire, etc., um, it's just going to go into the air, which is exactly the opposite of what we want right now. Um, so this amount in the Amazon rainforest equals to... Um, basically what humans would produce in a hundred years worth of fossil fuels so that's crazy <laughs> and that is what's happening right now the amazon rainforest has been said to be like the the lungs the oxygen um of the earth and that is currently burning so that is bad right and basically we cannot fight the current climate crisis without stopping the destructions of these forests and you know a lot of things contribute to it of course you know the the fact that you know it was set on fire in the first place probably wasn't you know ideal but that's what normally happens but because of the you know drier areas of land and the um, hotter air like a lot of bad things are starting to happen and continuing this bad process um so once I read about that I kind of wondered you know what has caused climate change so far because you know I feel like it's just not all directly spoken about um and the main thing that came up uh, and a lot of researchers by the way all of the evidence and all of the places that I'm getting this information from will be linked um in the description of this podcast um I don't think I can uh, list all of the links that I used with words because there's only so many times that you can you know hear me say forward slash blah 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 so that will be in the description it is all valuable stuff um this I really wish that it wasn't true but it, I do have real evidence of this which is worrying um yeah so for anybody interested and anybody that wants to read up some more um it will be in the description box okay so what has caused climate change so far and the main thing that came up was factory farming um, so the current data suggests that we need to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions in developed countries like you know, UK, USA, France, places like that, um, by at least 80% by 2050 in order to have a chance of staying below an average temperature rise of 2 degrees. Um, so that is a lot of energy to be decreased and also... Um, there are other sources that have said, um, you know, obviously it would be ideal if this happened a lot sooner, but 2050 is basically like the goal. Um, 
So factory farming produces greenhouse gases throughout the supply chain. So forest clearance to grow the crops and, um, you know, rear the animals um, and reduces this vital carbon sinks. Um, and this releases the gases previously stored in the soil and the vegetation and things like that. Um, and the factory farming as well requires a lot of energy in order to like actually work. So rearing animals, you know, growing their food, the heating, the lighting, the ventilation, all of that, um, you know, produces like a lot of fossil fuels and a lot of the bad stuff that's going into the air at the moment. Um, however, like carbon dioxide isn't the only problem. Um, there's gases that include things like methane and nitrous oxide, um, which is produced in large amounts and are released through animal waste and fertilizer use and things like that. So, you know, factory farming is a real big thing, which is why a lot of people have been saying things about veganism, but that will be discussed later. Um, yeah, so what I've also seen, so even though I have said, you know, by 2050, in order to have a chance of staying below an average temperature rise of two degrees, we have to do stuff like that. Um, thing is, um, we have kind of already gone past that stage. So even though I said two degrees, it'll be more like, you know, four degrees. Um, probably thinking, oh, what? So, but so many people in the government are saying, you know, two degrees, you know, we haven't reached that level yet. What people don't understand and what hasn't been discussed with us yet is that the battle to keep global warming less than two degrees has already been lost. Um, and the uh, places like the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, um, has failed to properly educate global leaders and has significantly underestimated timetables, which in turn has dangerously like decreased awareness of the global emergency that we are in. So that is kind of crazy. So the big governmental um, panels that are supposed to tell us like what's happening, like basically keep us updated. It's like the climate's Twitter, let's say it like that. And let's make it relatable to everybody. <laughs> Everyone else who, everyone who doesn't have a Twitter, I don't even have a Twitter, they'll probably be like, what? Um, what are you talking about, girl? But yeah, so they haven't been educating all the leaders. They haven't been telling them about anything. Um, or maybe they have, and then obviously to pay for, you know, the extra cars and, you know, their second houses, third houses. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that they're affiliated somehow. I said this wrong again <laughs> affiliated there we go um with them with the companies so obviously they're not going to discuss like let's take donald trump he's not going to discuss about climate change he doesn't think it exists for god's sake so that is that that mm, right let me continue <laughs> before i get into a little bit of a rant so you might be thinking, you know, why is carbon dioxide like such an important thing? You know, why is it contributing to global warming? Why, like, how is it measured? How do we know what's going on? And basically, atmospheric carbon from fossil fuel burning is a main human caused factor 
in um, you know this increasing global warming that we're experiencing now, um, the current level of carbon in our atmosphere um, is tracked using something called the Keeling curve. So this Keeling curve, I'm going to um, post on my Instagram later, um, so you guys can kind of have like a quick look. Uh, but it's basically just a trend curve. So it's just a bunch of measurements, you know, from um, I can't remember how many years, but from a certain period of years, maybe 10, maybe 20. Um, and you can see that each year, um, the score is going up. So the carbon score is going up. Um, so uh, the Keeling curve measures atmospheric carbon in parts per million. So it measures it in ppm. So if you hear me saying ppm, that's what I mean. Um, so I'm going to try and like, not have too much technical lingo but the there might there may be some <laughs> um so each year um many measurements are taken at moana loa in hawaii I, oh nice you know hawaii oh so nice here I'm, I'm just measuring like how quickly the earth's dying but hey i'm somewhere nice <laughs> um that's how i imagine it to be anyway um so <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to like make a joke out of it a little bit because it is a bit depressing, but hey-ho. Um, so it's taken there and it's to determine the parts per million of carbon in the atmosphere at the time of measurement. Um, so at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, which was you know around the 1880s, quite a long time ago, um, before we began fossil fuel burning and all that jazz, um, our atmospheric carbon PPM level was at 270. And in June of last year, 2018, uh, it was 410.79. Okay, so 410. It used to be 270, now it's 410.79. And now it has increased to um, 414. Okay, so from 270 to 414. So you may be thinking, oh, what does that mean? Um, and also, oh, but why is it increasing? The government said that it's decreasing, like we're getting better. Mm, so even though the government may be saying that we are making the progress, um, a true sign of this would be this level going down, but it's actually increasing. When um, I post the Keeling curve, you'll see how it is just constantly increasing it's kind of crazy to look at to be honest with you um so just to show you um how significant this is at uh, the current level um the stability of the west antarctic ice sheet has already been destroyed and the effects are irreversible so yeah <laughs> um and obviously this as well is contributing to rising sea levels you kind of let's say you know we are putting ice in a glass okay so at the beginning obviously perfect amount you know just reaches the top you can kind of see it like at the top it's fine and then obviously once it melts um and there's just so much ice and there's so much water and then you keep adding to it because obviously that is this you know select amount but once you add to it from what's already there boom you know 
the glass is overflowing and that's basically what's going to be happening you we've already kind of seen it with the increasing sea levels but it's going to get even worse okay so that's that tea <laughs> um so at our current atmospheric carbon levels um we are already experiencing more and worsening droughts storms wildfires you know amazon fire um hurricanes etc you know for anybody that's living in the uk at the moment you know you'll see you know it is boiling hot one minute raining the next minute cold hot you know it's crazy and this is the uk this is where it's normally cold like you know we love to complain about how cold it is here and then go somewhere else go abroad and be like oh you know this makes such a nice difference uk is actually hotter than some of the very hot countries at the moment like it's mad um obviously it's been a lot worse in america and in the hotter countries it you know, at times it has been super super hot but it just shows like even the colder countries like the uk is notoriously known to be cold and rainy and now it's just sunny and like humid like you know just shows just shows that something has changed okay so um what we're going to discuss next is the carbon tipping point so we've been talking about the carbon score remember how we are at um 414 now and let's say the tipping point is so let's describe it as a fun fur ride okay or like Alton Towers something like a theme park okay so you are on the top of the ride and it's one of those that at the end it drops all the way down and then bam so right now on that ride in the ride of life <laughs> ride of the world whatever you want to call it we are about four seconds away from the edge so we are you know well, let's say five years so we are five years away from the edge so we are you know nearly at that point where we're on the edge and then we're going to fall down and our stomach starts to feel weird but instead of our stomach starting to feel weird what's going to happen is the world is going to fall apart <laughs> um so that is kind of scary so that is what call the tipping point and the carbon tipping point is 425 so as i said before our carbon level right now is 414 it may have increased by now don't quote me on the exact times because the time that um the uh information that i got um it was from a few months ago so it may have increased by now but yeah so let's say it's still 414 so the tipping point is 425 and considering how it's been increasing um that's kind of worrying <laughs> And the thing is, once we cross it, there'll be no going back um, due to, you know, the continuance of adding more fossil fuels to the atmosphere and therefore, like, adding to the carbon momentum. So, you know, the rising temperatures um, kind of been increased even faster, if that makes sense. It's just kind of like, think of it as, you know, once you put oil the consequences in like a, a pan um so you know all the global warming consequences all went around like warming up and stuff like this and then this tipping point is like the consequence water is being brought to a boil so you know ready for the spaghetti to go in it's ready and then bam like it explodes 
and you know there's actually no spaghetti in there it's all just all the consequences going up and obviously once it kind of reaches that then it's easier for other things to start happening um so obviously when this happens um it's going to be become like quite impossible for um you know many other irreversible things to not happen so a lot of them are going to start happening um you know leading to irreversible warming of the planet and causing many people to have to like migrate to you know the colder parts or die you know or migrate somewhere where you know they have food they have shelter they have water things like this and according to james hansen who is one of the world's most important climate change um, researchers, just a carbon 450 ppm level would eventually correspond and develop into an average global temperature increase of 6 degrees um, in this century as well, and the end of human civilization as we know it. And the thing is, on average, in the last six decades, we have added to the carbon ppm by about three points per year per year okay so let's say we are 414 right now you know give us a few more years and we would have reached the tipping point so basically we have until 2025 to reduce these levels and reach the climate change marks that we want um the good thing is you know if we resolve global warming we also create new like green jobs to help replace the loss of fossil fuel industry related jobs which would be amazing like that would be the goal but the thing is we've wasted 35 years of warnings by our best scientists you know maybe not as specifically you know i'm not even 35 years so it wasn't me <laughs> but you know government officials um people affiliated affiliated with um you know the bigger industrial companies you know all of those this is kind of where it's led um so what do we need to do before 2025 well first of all um all industrially developed nations must reduce their total fossil fuel use by you know 75 80% ideally by 2025 so you know governments are saying 2050 that might be a bit too late so 2025 is kind of like the ideal goal um and then continue reducing fossil fuel use to um, net zero carbon emission by 2035 and that basically means what comes out in terms of fossil fuels is then cleaned back in so it doesn't go out into the atmosphere um so yeah that is just the craziness <laughs> um obviously there is a lot more information about you know kind of what carbon is how it's affecting the planet all that jazz um i will leave a few links in the description um but i think the main thing that we want to discuss is what we can do ourselves to help the situation because when i kind of heard that i panicked i actually panicked a little bit i was like oh my god like i'm feeling so overwhelmed i don't know what we're gonna do how are we gonna save this because it's just basically saying that you know in the next 20 25 years 10 years 
things can get a thousand times worse. You know, there's, I remember I was on the tube um, and, you know, I was like listening to a few people saying stuff and they were like, oh yeah, you know, global warming's bad, but you know, it won't happen for like another 100 years, but it is happening. It is happening not even in the next 50 years, it's happening in the next 20. If we're not careful, like, it's, it's just crazy to think about how it's led to this, if that makes sense. Like, we, we are apparently this amazing developed world full of new technological advancements and, you know, we're able to go up into the sky and travel to new places, yet we're unable to actually save our planet at this point in time if we're not careful, like it's just insane to me you know um but okay so let me talk about um what we can do ourselves to help the situation so the main thing which I like to think that I'm doing as well um (laughs) is talk about it so I definitely did not see clearly when it came to climate change I think it's so easy to kind of like bury your head in the sand and pretend it's not happening because it does all feel so overwhelming but we need to talk about it so that there is a change. You know, if nobody talks about it, then how? Like, we, this this earth is going to destroy itself. Well, we're going to destroy it, sorry. <laughs> no offence, earth, I know it's us. <laughs> um, and this ties in with number two. Okay, so I, I am definitely not the kind of person to discourage people from doing what they want, eating what they want, etc., but the evidence is too strong not to discuss it. You know, it's up to you what you do, but there is very, very strong evidence. I will link this below. I will link all of them below if that helps you. Um, But number two is become vegan. So one of the most important things that you can do is stop eating meat, eggs, and dairy products. So like I discussed before, um, factory farming is bad. So feeding massive amounts of grain and water to farmed animals and then killing them and processing, transporting and storing their flesh is extremely energy intensive, actually. And forests, which absorb greenhouse gases, are cut down um, in order to supply pasture land and grow cut crops for um, farmed animals and finally the animals themselves and all the manure I love saying the word manure manure that they produce release um, all these fossil fuels and then the carbon dioxide which we discussed burning fossil fuels such as oil and gasoline releases that carbon dioxide that we so don't need in the atmosphere since it takes on average about 11 times as much fossil fuel to produce calories of animal protein as it does to produce a calorie of grain protein um, considerably considerably more carbon dioxide is released when making the meat so obviously you know, cutting all those items from your diet would be ideal. But the main goal is to cut down the need for so much factory farming. You know, even if you reduce your meat intake considerably, you know, 
if you eat meat once a week, if you just, you know, start being vegetarian, if you, you know, try and do more, like, vegetable rich meals and stuff like that, like, that is what's going to make a, a lot of difference because, you know, all of these... Obviously, I'm not saying, oh, it's the animal's fault, they shouldn't be releasing all this. No, like, I just believe that, you know, the meat industry and the way that they've been making it has just gone out of hand. And because of that, I think that's, you know, what's caused a lot of our issues. I'm not saying that's the main one, but it's big. (laughs) So, you know, I'd say strongly look into it if you are interested okay that's not all I'm going to talk about obviously so number three power your house with renewable energy there are some utility companies especially in the UK I am focusing on the UK because you know that's where I'm living but if you literally just google you know uh, utility um Uh, companies which are energy efficient or energy companies that use um, solar or wind energy you know that will come up Um, for the UK um, there is the company called Bulb there is Tonic with uh, that is spelt T-O-N-I-K there's Green Energy UK and there's plenty more I personally didn't even know about any of these until I researched them so you know that is a very important thing and then number four building heating and cooling um, are among the biggest uses of energy so you can make your space more energy efficient by sealing drafts and ensuring it's adequately insulated I feel like that's quite like a simple thing that we can do um you know, make sure that, you know, there isn't a little bit of a part of the window that's not properly insulated. So then, you know, that's letting in the cold air and then you having to put the heating on all the time and then the energy levels are going up and things like that. Um, number five, um, invest in energy efficient appliances, you know, even like cars, energy efficient cars. It's a very small thing. Yeah, ideally, you know, you'd second guess like you know your use of cars planes trains and things like that you know if you can bike somewhere then bike there but if you can't if you have to go to work you know I'm not saying walk four or five hours just you know getting an energy efficient car would be enough um reduce water waste um turn off the tap when not using it you know take shorter showers I am especially bad for this because you know, I am known for my very long shower, so now I'm going to be, like, very much aware of when I'm doing it, you know, when I'm taking an hour when I could have taken five minutes, so, again, very small thing that you can be doing, and then in regards to the Amazon rainforest fire, I will link the website in the description box again, but it is the um, WWF website, and they have suggested a few things that we can help in regards to the Amazon rainforest fire. So number one, um, donate the emergency appeal. 
Um, the Amazon teams, along with local organisations, will carry out urgent work on the ground, um, hopefully help it get up and running again. And then two, show your outrage. So talk about it on social media. Make a podcast about it. You know, anything that you can do. Because the more this gets covered the more we will be able to help our planet, help the Amazon rainforest, help everything, um, hopefully make a difference. Uh, and number three, sign a petition. So on the website, there is a petition uh, to have the UK discuss global deforestation at the UN climate meetings, which is, I think as well, very important and crucial because if this isn't being discussed then you know who's going to change things it's like when you know let's say it's going to be a really bad example but let's say you know you go to a fast food restaurant and you get like a dodgy burger there is you know bits of plastic in the burger meat okay let's make it a veggie burger so in the veggie burger meat make it more vegan (laughs) um you know and you're like oh you know should I say something should I not and you let them know and you know they realize that actually the vegetarian meat patties that they've been getting you know they've actually had bits of plastic glass whatever in them all this time they've not been realizing it but because we have you know, or maybe they've been ignoring it as well. But because somebody actually went up to them and told them, oh, look, you know, there's something in this. Um, it shouldn't be there. Like, let's make a change. Like, let's make a positive change because of that. They're like, you know what? Let's order something new that won't have these things in them. So let's try and make a change like that, guys. Like, let's discuss it amongst ourselves, discuss it on social media, even if you tweet about it, you know, put it on Instagram, you know, if anybody still uses Facebook, put it on Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, (laughs) just absolutely everything that you can think of. And let's try and beat these fossil fuels and all these big companies that are trying to stop us from acknowledging the fact that the earth is dying um and also you know perhaps decrease our anxiety about the state of everything because to be honest with you I am very anxious about what's going to happen in the next few years because it's just crazy um yeah so yeah I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast (laughs) I really hope it hasn't dampened your mood too much and it's just informed you but If it has dampened your mood, then, you know, discuss it. Message me if you want to have a chat about it. You know, I'm very much happy to discuss the planet and, you know, the earth burning to its core, to a crisp, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I hope you guys come back for my next podcast, um, which will hopefully come out next week. I hope you guys are well and I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye.